you know me, I'm always making jokes. I'm like, I have not laughed <laughs> in any conversation we've ever had together. Yeah. So th there needs to be little things that support yeah. the language. Welcome to Rhythm and Relationship, and to those listening from Canada, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Couple days late, but I'm still grateful. Mm -hmm. Hope you're still thankful. If you are listening from the United States of America, you, we just do Thanksgiving early here. We do. We're so excited to be thankful that we get after it yeah. in October. <laughs> That's right. I love Thanksgiving. Maybe it's a little hidden co competition. and Yeah, Canadians, we do it first. We win. We get there first. I love it. We are the winners. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We, we we might not go quite as big mm, as no. America goes with Thanksgiving. No, we're not but showy, we... <laughs> but we win. <laughs> oh, you're really going after the Americans today. <laughs> Oh man, I love Thanksgiving. I think it's it's just one of the greatest holidays and uh, what it means for family, what it means in our society. I, I'm going to say this year in, year out, but in Canada, uniquely, before the parliament, it is uh, determined that Thanksgiving is a day of honoring God mm -hmm. for our provision and well-being. Yeah. Parliamentary declaration of the presence of God and our need to be thankful for him. I don't see it in every facet of Canadian society, but yeah. I like that it's written in there. That's right. <laughs> and I like celebrating Thanksgiving. I also love leftovers. We're in the middle of leftovers and mm. loving every minute of it. So good. Now, around Thanksgiving, uh, what we see play out in families is the presence of culture for mm -hmm. good, for bad. And I'm not talking about a uh, place of origin necessarily mm -hmm. or where family roots come from and the dishes that might be involved in a family dinner. I'm talking more about the way families function or mm -hmm. in the context of rhythm and relationship, the way a relationship functions. Right. Culture comes to the surface right. in times where togetherness takes place. There's culture. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about culture, mm -hmm. how to have a healthy culture in your relationship. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think would be signs of a healthy culture? Well, I think it's good to first point out that you may not realize that your relationship and then later by extension, your family mm. and your home have a culture but you do like yeah, even if even if you've put thought into it or you have not put thought into it there is a family culture and so i think it's important to be aware of that that within every setting or environment that mm. you find yourself there is a culture present so it's probably wise to then put thought and effort into what that culture is rather Absolutely. than let it be like huh i don't know what our culture is as a couple, which then flows into a family as your yeah, family having grows. having intentionality mm -hmm. around what you want the flavor of your life to be like. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was traveling across Canada and was in four different cities over a course of four days hosting these events. Mm -hmm. And what you notice is, yes, there may be a Canadian culture, but there's also regionalized cultures. So like, oh, things so. are different Very much in, so. in Winnipeg than yes. they are in Toronto. Just mm -hmm. a totally different culture. Yes. So maybe some determining values mm -hmm. that might be similar from one city to another or, you know, in course of a relationship, everyone might say, oh, we want to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's kind of general. What's the actual flavor you want yeah. your, your life yeah. to have? So you'd ask like, what are some signs of a healthy culture? I mm. think, so I think first of all, like noting 
culture is always a thing. It's always present to be aware of that. Having grown up in the Caribou, which is a region in BC, which is a very like small small town. And then now living in Vancouver Mm -hmm. and in between there and here, we lived in other cities and we lived in Los Angeles and there are very distinct cultures present, even just living in different cities or regions. Uh, from the Caribou to Vancouver, very different culture. Absolutely, <laughs> they would value slow pace. You know, like just very different than than Vancouver. So, uh, I think healthiness comes in being aware and actually putting thought and effort into it. Um, so, I just think that something that's like a signal of of culture, or definitely pointing towards healthy culture, would be communication, the way people speak, the words people use, the language that's allowed to be used in a home, that would definitely be a big part of culture. Like just the words that people can say, like something as simple as we, we would never let our kids say that they're bored. Cause if you're bored, you're basically having a bad attitude and you're not grateful for the things that you have. You're not able to be creative enough to come up with something fun to do. So we would like, you just could not say the word boring or bored, like mm. this is boring or, and I remember in kindergarten, Kezia right. heard it in class and she was devastated and came home because some, some kids said the bad B word and we were like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, bored. And I'm like, oh, like, and so they just, some of those things, like actual words, language that are allowed to be used in right. a home. I think that sets the tone because we would never allow our kids to just like, Oh, what to do, what to do. It's like, oh, we have tons to do. Right. Be creative, be thankful for the stuff you have, use your time wisely. Yeah, you're right. Like only boring people get bored. Totally. You see, culture transmits, culture replicates itself. Culture over time actually enriches mm-hmm. for good or for bad, yeah. you know, what, what you want there to be. So we, we could say we have intention to be something, but our culture will actually determine whether or not we are. That's right. You know, we could say we're kind, mm-hmm. but if the outplaying of the way we interact with one another is not kindness, then it's not our culture. It's a, a goal. Yeah. It's a, a value that we claim to have, but culture actually sustains and multiplies over time. Mm-hmm. I was talking with uh, a guy a couple of weeks ago who is a brewer, mm-hmm. makes his own beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I asked him, like, what are some of the, the best flavors or the, the best type of beers he's made? And he talked about some of the essential ingredients that are kind of the base of all beers. And then he, he was saying this one particular beer he added lime to. Mm-hmm. But when adding it, he said, you know, first the, the beer is fermenting. And then when you add the lime before doing so, he always boils it. I mm-hmm. said, well, why would you oil at first he said well the the lime might have some culture of its own Hmm. that over time will start tasting like something different like like a little bit of bacteria a little bit of something and then put together fermenting over time it'll take on a new distinct flavor that's kind of interesting because your culture is not just the things you you celebrate or you Mm -hmm. invest in it's the things you tolerate as well and you allow to be there and so having a, a intentional culture 
mm-hmm. is certainly fortified, supported by communication. Yeah. What other things do you think exist in a, a healthy culture? I'll, I'll give you one. I think a, a healthy relationship culture is a durable culture. Mm-hmm. It, it's like we've been through some stuff and we can get through some stuff and yeah. we're not so fragile yeah. that an off day becomes an off month. Yeah. That that a, a, a hard conversation becomes, well, there goes the the quarter, you know, exactly. that we, we were doing so well, we were on a streak and now it's broken. Yeah. It's durable that I there's, agree. there's yeah. moments where mistakes can happen, where miscommunication can take place, where offense maybe even yeah. as an instant happens, but then we don't live in offendedness yeah. because there's a durability. That's a healthy culture yeah. that yes, we're, we're doing the things we say and we're saying the things we do, but we also have a durability that when we yeah. fall short of that we're good we can reset we can find our way back quickly yeah i think to maybe this connects a little bit with that but i also think like a healthy culture uh has conviction Mm. because i think that it's it would be easy to just kind of let society or like the cultural norm like what's going on in the world around you i think it would be easy to allow that to kind of set the tone and you could just let absolutely just mirror what's Mm -hmm. most popular what's the most popular trend right right now so you know and and then just kind of ride the waves of trends but i think it's important to actually have like conviction about the culture you are setting within your relationship and like i keep saying which then extends Mm -hmm. when you start having kids and as a larger family um not just letting it be dictated because I think I was thinking recently how like, well, we as Christians have, have like biblical standards that are given to us that we believe in, but those who live outside of that world and, Mm -hmm. and have their own way of living would it's like there's like a battle. It's like the things right. that we value, like being faithful, being loving, being kind, all those things. Right. It's almost like there is always an attack. Right. Like it's like, is there's such a trend like being unfaithful? Like right. all the things that we would feel conviction about would actually. Yeah, we might celebrate faithfulness and then it's referred to as being restricted. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's always kind, that battle. It's weak. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's actually like a battle. Like you have to actually be aware that the things that we value, the things that we are saying that this mal- like matters to us, mm. we are con- we have conviction mm-hmm. about this. It will be a battle because it won't right. always be the popular thing, and it won't always be the cool thing or right. the most trendy thing. It won't you know it won't be the thing that the other people or other friends or other whatever understand. But because we see value and we, it's a conviction. It's a part of our mm. our relational culture, our right. family culture. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, culture needs to be defended, mm-hmm. needs to be invested into. Yeah. But over time, it self-perpetuates. It does. And it yeah. actually says no for you. Yeah. Like it says yes to the things that you agree are yes and no to the things that aren't mm-hmm. even on in the equation because yeah. a healthy culture is kind of like it gets some momentum. Yeah. But in the early stages of a, a relationship, mm-hmm. what do you think are, are some of the most crucial things to do to develop that healthy culture? Actually, maybe I'll just let me rephrase that. Not only early stages, but at any stage when you become aware yeah. that 
that part of the culture is a little funky or mm-hmm. like in the illustration of a beer with a flavor that's become like mm, that does not taste the way yeah. I want our relationship to taste. Exactly. Uh, how, do, how do you bring adjustment to that? Well, I think it's interesting because every relationship involves two people coming from like different family settings, right? right? Nope. And that like so I like I had my dad's family mm-hmm. and my mom's family. So then I kind of had like some combination of the views that they would have had, you know, right. from each side and yep. you would have then also had so it's like this combining of like families and having to like sort through, okay, so this is the way my family did it. This is the way your family did it. Let's how are we going to do it? Right. Like we kind of have to talk through what what are the ways? And it's actually really step by step, mm. basic day by day. How are we going to do every single part of our life? Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> laying Intentional out our budget, values. laying out our schedule. How are we going to spend our time? Yeah, like it's honestly every detail of your life being like, well, you know, my family really talked super openly about stuff, but your family really didn't. These are these are examples, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. like real, but like that's a lot of people's story right. where it's like, oh, my family just like addressed everything, but your family right. swept everything under the carpet. And like, how are we going to do this? Like, what is the healthiest way that we can choose to do this? And it might be that you go with neither. Like, it's like, your family did this, my family did that, but we need to find the way. Find our thing. Yeah, Yeah. our thing. And, and like walking it out and making it habitual. There are good habits. You do Mm -hmm. need to have good habits in your life, good self-discipline and actually making those things like, oh, these are our family habits. Habits (laughs) Habits right. <laughs> that we do. I was uh, in this trip across Canada talking to leaders in church settings, and uh, a friend of mine, Vance Rausch, was with us. He's the founder of a really cool app called Overflow that helps churches unlock generosity and stuff. It's pretty cool. Also, is the associate pastor of a church called Vive Church mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, and he sharing on culture. He said this as it pertained to organizations. I think it is absolutely crucial in a relationship as well. He said the the things that help establish culture, like the two easiest things are language and little things. Hmm, Language and little things. The way we talk and then the little things that we do. In other words, you don't establish culture on grand gestures Mm -hmm. and you don't establish culture quietly by -hmm. yourself. It's the language you speak and then the little things that you do. Yeah. So I thought today maybe we could talk around kind of those two things, mm-hmm. the the language that supports a healthy culture yeah. and then the little things that yeah. support a health, healthy culture. Yeah. In context of our relationship, what are some language things yeah. that help build the culture we're trying to have? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I guess those are the first two things we kind of refer mm-hmm. to, communication mm-hmm. and like honestly, Intentionality. every single day, yeah. Yeah. how like like meal plans and Mm -hmm. like, you know, all of these things, like all of the day-to-day important healthy things that you fit into your day actually represent what you value Mm -hmm. and the culture that you're trying to set. So uh, language, is that what we're starting with? So communication. Yeah, well, like I said, like not using the word board (laughs) in our family. But even though we established that so long ago, like almost 20 years ago now with Kezia, mm-hmm. it is, like I said, it is still a battle because it's so easy for for it just to like slip in and start, like it's, totally. it is like, it has to be, it has to be set in stone every day. Like you right. have to be careful and always watching and on guard because 
it's like, oh, you know, so and so used it once, and mm -hmm. and then it just it slowly seeps into everyone's language. And seeing people like use words and language that I'm like, mm, that's not how we communicate. Right. Like, we I mean, culture shifts quick in yeah. any any organization yeah. or in a, a country. What was normal? You look at language over time. Objective used to mean what we call subjective, and yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, that words morph and the etymology of a word. It started as this in Latin, and now it means something completely different yeah. over the course of our lifetime. Words have meant different things. We used to call yeah. something wicked when yeah. it was great. And in That's history, <laughs> they will look back <laughs> so and funny. read what we're like, man, this is such a sick date. And yeah. they'll be like, I want, like, we're dating. We're like, man, that was sick tonight. And, and like, people will be like, oh, they were, they were ill. Yeah, exactly. So language can can shift but the the mm -hmm. value that it represents needs to to stay there i think yeah. you know for us some of the other things that we've talked about on this podcast before mm -hmm. is say sorry mm -hmm. not just like well my bad like being intentional with sorry being intentional with i forgive you and not just no no problem whatever yeah. it's fine yeah uh being intentional with thank you mm-hmm being intentional with your welcome. Like we're yeah. talking P's and Q's. These are really simple things, yeah. but that helps perpetuate some of the the culture that we want to have. I think another thing that that's huge is compliments. Mm -hmm. You want to have a affectionate culture in your relationship, mm -hmm. compliment one another. Yeah. You want to have intimacy that plays out physically or plays out in, in, in being known and understood compliment each other mm -hmm. and I, i'm not talking about lying to each other but be intentional in noting the good things that your partner's doing yeah. the things that are lovely about them yeah. and calling it out to the surface like making mm -hmm. a, a deal about it it's it's how to cultivate fondness for one another yeah. how to cultivate admiration for one another is actually put language to it yeah when you did that it made me feel special yeah hey this is something about you that maybe you haven't even noticed but you're amazing at it yeah like compliments actually yeah. help fortify the type of culture that we want to have and i think tied with that is just the language of encouragement like having mm -hmm. an encouraging environment rather than one where it's like people are like constantly critiquing right and like jumping on people when mm. it's like oh they make a little mistake and then a thousand people correct them right which, i mean i'm speaking from you know having eight kids so mm. there's 10 of us around and it's incredibly easy for all of a sudden you know the big someone, yep. someone makes a little error and then so it feels like a thousand people jump on you because you've made a mistake and and rather than that letting it be an encouraging environment where people feel free to share mm -hmm. and and oh, this is what I was thinking or feeling or this is what I did and and feel like, oh, yes, within that there could be some um, like correction, loving mm -hmm. correction, but a lot of encouragement. Like, oh, I'm glad you shared that. Right. That's really great. You handled it really great. Can I give you some advice? You know, mm -hmm. like an environment that's encouraging so people feel like they can share and not just be jumped on. And it, I mean – must, maybe just human nature, maybe just because our, our kids are so competitive, it's definitely easy to just pounce, like just right. to jump upon, but trying to set that tone of like, let's just be encouraging and help people. Because how can you help people learn to do things the right way if they're not sharing the way they're doing right. things, you know? Yeah, if you're not showing your work, how can we figure out mm -hmm. where it went wrong? Yeah. So I think it's, I think people should feel safe 
So I think just an encouraging environment helps create that. And it's important to just encourage one another. The Bible speaks to this as well, like yeah. in, in terms of correction, yeah. to speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Like find the most loving and lovely mm-hmm. way that you can speak the truth yeah. and then speak the truth. Yeah. I mean, sometimes language can be used to fake it. Yeah. And, and a, a fake culture, that's a, a pretty desperately sad thing. Yeah. When, okay, we're going to speak publicly this way to perpetuate something that we're not. Mm-hmm. So you got to speak. Yeah. But what you speak has got to be true. Yeah. And the truth that you speak. It's also got to be loving, yeah. like find the most lovely way that you can speak the truth yeah. and speak that. So this comes into how we correct, mm-hmm. how we call out, you know, the, there can mm-hmm. be a, a tendency to have a real call out culture. I know I, I hear this from people all the time, like, oh, I just had to call my friends out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did you do it in love? I hope so. Because yeah. over time, if it's call out just to put points on the board kind of thing like man they were they were not winning and so i had to call them out to win yeah coaching that way works for a short time but if it's the only way you can communicate is through the call out then people start living in secret they start kind of holding things back like you were saying rather than being open because they know when i get called out i just get pounced on yeah so Speaking the truth in love, yeah. I think is huge. I, I think another thing that is crucial to a healthy culture in terms of language is not just the language we speak to one another, but the language we speak about one another. Mm-hmm. When the other's not in the room, how do we refer to each other? Yeah. You know, when, when we're explaining to a, a family member or a coworker, how do we speak of each other? Mm-hmm. Is your business now everyone's business? Because I just feel like sharing it. Yeah. Is your opinion of me all of a sudden uh, the opinion shared by any of your friends just because you, you know, have a, a, a loose lips in sharing yeah. it? So how do you find the people <laughs> that you can trust maybe to bounce your most raw emotions off of? Awesome. Mm-hmm. But how do we speak well of each other? Yeah, I think it's important to to definitely not again. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no part of anything that would ever be like, yeah, just, you know, make up good things or say no. things that are not true. Like that will never be a thing for us. And right. always like speak the truth in love, you know, pre- like present their best qualities totally. and present them well, like represent them well. Right. So yes. Celebrate publicly mm-hmm. and privately. Mm-hmm. If, if the only time I'm complimenting you is when I have a microphone in my hand, mm-hmm. it's going to start feeling really hollow. Yeah. Uh, and, the flip side, if the only time I'm ever willing to speak encouraging and life-giving words is when no one else is around, it's mm-hmm. like, what are, we, what are we being secretive about? Mm-hmm. You remember remember the movie Bambi, mm-hmm. the classic, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all, yeah. the, the advice from Thumper. I think it's terrible advice mm-hmm. when it comes to a relationship. If you can't say something nice, yeah. then figure out how to say something nice. Yeah. Like, Don't stop there. Don't just go silent because yeah. you can't say something nice. Go, what's wrong with me? or with us right now that I can't say anything nice. I got to really put some focus in to find some nice things to say mm-hmm. rather than just going silent. And I don't I don't think it's easy for for everyone to find nice things mm. and say nice things. Mm-hmm. Like I I think it can be a struggle. And so it is something that's important to work on. <clears throat> and you might feel like, "Oh, I just feel like I sound really cheesy when I say nice things." But mm. Feel cheesy, like yeah. just go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep on with the 
pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. And like just continue to find positive things. And again, I think that that does bring encouragement and it brings right. life. I think for you and I, mm-hmm. probably one of the most important language lessons has been constant communication mm-hmm. and fighting to keep talking, mm-hmm. like making sure that that's a fundamental priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I talk for a living and uh, and you've got a whole bunch of people talking at you mm-hmm. throughout most of your day. Mm-hmm. And meaning there's slivers of time where maybe for a moment things are quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the temptation could be to let those moments just be quiet. And I'm not saying that we can't be quiet with one another. It's one of the most comfortable places ever. But fighting to keep talking mm-hmm. and to keep on conversing rather than just waiting for the most important conversations in life to come around. Like mm-hmm. keeping the conversation going. Most of our our text conversations kind of end in a dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It's like, it's not done. We'll just keep talking. Keep, keep on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of turning towards one another rather than away from one another. Mm-hmm. I think early in our marriage, we were not as good at this mm-hmm. in a busy season or a busy time or a loud time. It was kind of like, I'd get home and you'd be like, how's the dad? I'd say, oh, it was good. And then there'd be three more things to do and we'd kind of let the day end, you know? And then it's it's yeah. like, okay, well, I've, I've, you've had 14 good days in a row, nothing else. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. You know? It's true. It was not as good as yesterday. And you're like, well, why? Like, like yeah. working hard to converse around that. Yeah. And in the early stages, not only of being a parent, but really at every uh, one of our kids as they've grown up, there's mm-hmm. been a stage in there at some point when I'm like, so what did you do today? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I did the exact same thing I did yesterday and the day before and the day. It's like so rhythmic. Yeah. But still having to be intentional to say, well, why don't you tell me what those things are? Because mm-hmm. when our conversation has inertia, it can continue on into a more intimate place. When it doesn't and we're starting from zero all the time, mm-hmm. it's like on again, off again, on again, off again when it has time. And what it communicates is mm-hmm. I'm the least important thing to you or you're the least important thing to me and there's more urgent things that are taking our attention. Yeah. So constant conversation builds, at least for us, the type of culture that we want to have. Yeah, I agree. And even as you were saying, like, I I am usually just throughout my day being talked to mm. with eight people who are chatting to me about their life mm-hmm. and their friends mm-hmm. and their courses and their sports and everything. It is... It is amazing how it is just a constant trying to help them. Well, couldn't you have just said it this way or your tone of voice Mm -hmm. or like communication is not easy. So when we're talking about language Mm -hmm. used in the culture of our home, it's not like, oh, yeah, they just get it like that. And then it's just, you know, easy peasy. It's like everyday work. Like, did you really need to say it like that? Mm -hmm. Don't you think that was maybe an overreaction? Right. That tone didn't help. Could you have phrased it like this? Like, honestly, it's like all day long just trying to give like... In our family, in our culture, we don't want to snap at people. Mm-hmm. We don't want to pounce on people. Don't you think that's just going to make that person feel right. bad? Like it's constant. So it is It is a constant effort to, for the right language. And language involves tone. It involves mm-hmm. so many things. And so, Eye contact, body language, yeah. active listening. Yeah. Where someone's talking 
to you and you're not just staring blankly yeah, into the like, abyss? Were you, could you look at them mm-hmm. when they were trying to talk to you? This obviously mattered. Could you actually, you know, like, so mm-hmm. it's quite, it's constant. So it's not that communication is ever easy and it's just a, it is just a the commitment and a conviction that we want to do this well right? and we will continue to work on it day after day after day. Cause it's crazy when you think of all the influences that come upon all of us in our day through social media, shows, mm-hmm. friends, teachers, coaches, like all the things we're taking in every day affecting right. our communication because we hear so many Absolutely. different people speaking all the time. And then I hear it all kind of pour into our house and it's like sorting through. Nope, nope, we don't say that. Nope, we don't say that. Right. Nope, we don't say it like that. That's not us, you know, and reaffirming this is our culture. We're not going to be told what our culture mm. is just because that's how you know, that's what's normal. All your yeah, friends yeah, yeah. are talking like right now, or all the you know whoever is saying right now. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing when we get to see it. You know, adult children, teenage mm-hmm. children, elementary age, and then one at home. Yeah, and uh, it's fun watching Crux, our two-year-old, sorting through mm-hmm. the way that we talk, yeah. and he's figuring out the things, the the words we use to call certain I items, or the so expressions cute. we have when the, we're like happy, the other day, sad, he's like, or indifferent. Mom, come check it out, and that's right. become his thing. Is now right. come, come check it check out. It out. And it's so cute and yeah. it's so adorable. And you just like the little phrases and then some of the little phrases that you're like, oh, no, no, no. We don't say that. Right. <laughs> you're like, no. Like you might have heard it on the cartoon, <laughs> but not here. Yeah. It, it, and it's an interesting perspective you get to see mm-hmm. when you can go, wait, that doesn't sound like us. Where do you hear yeah. that? And you can kind yeah. of trace it back. Yeah. Have you ever had a time where you're saying something and you're like, whoa. That doesn't sound like me or it doesn't sound like I want, I want to sound. Yeah. I mean, well, I kind of see where the, my bad comes from. Like, like, Oh my bad. You Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, it's not, it's just, it can slip out. And I found that one really easy. And Zion also finds it really easy. Mm -hmm. And I found it so cute because probably from the time he was two, he was like, Oh my bad. And it was just so adorable. But then having to like, Oh, I mean, say, I'm sorry. You bump into someone or <laughs> your chair hits their, yeah. their glass of milk. My yeah. bad. It doesn't need to be a grand apology. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you know, you take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have adopted that one. And, but then Zion did too. And it's just been so adorable. Like just <laughs> this little, my bad. And he like, takes responsibility for, oops, I spilled my milk. My bad. Right. And it's just really cute. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is easy to just. Sometimes it's just easy to say it the easy way mm-hmm. rather than try to think like what is the actual, what would actually fully communicate what I'm thinking or feeling and try to think through all the, you know, it's like, oh, maybe my brain's a bit tired right now. I have to actually think right. through what I really want to say or what do I really mean and right. how would I say it? And sometimes we just kind of like take the easy, easy answer and that's not the right answer it's just right. the easy one so. well the the bible says that out of the overflow of our heart our mouth speaks mm-hmm. it's why speaking often actually lets your partner lets your spouse in on what's really going on in your heart and there are times mm-hmm. where you notice something that's going on with me that i don't yet notice mm-hmm. but you're like can i tell you back how it sounds mm-hmm. 
or vice versa, where I notice something and I'm like, I know you don't think you feel that, but here's what's coming out of your words. Mm -hmm. It's an indication of the heart. Not only does language help us to check one another and get a real indication into the soul of how you're doing or how I'm doing, it also allows us to check ourselves. Mm -hmm. When I had my voice surgery, I know the doctor said that all of us always want to know what we sound like. So in a louder setting, we speak louder, not because we're unsure if you'll hear me, Mm -hmm. but because my ears want to hear what I'm saying to make sure I don't sound stupid. Right. Like, did it come across right? Was it articulate? Did I say those words and pronounce them properly? And so we speak louder to do that. I think when, when couples have seasons where they go into like silent treatment or minimalist conversation or just the reality of their schedule has been, it's been a while since we've actually intentionally conversed and had a real conversation that wasn't one word answers. Mm -hmm. It's not only giving the opportunity for your spouse to see where you're at, but for you yourself going, Ooh, wow, that's not the way I want to come across. Yeah. Like I don't want to be that sharp Yeah. or I don't want to be that disinterested Mm -hmm. or I don't want to be that agitated. I don't want to be so annoyed. Mm -hmm. Like, like you start to notice those things and go, I'm going to address that. How do I get there? Language. I started speaking and I realized I don't like the content of what's in my heart right now. And, and you can quietly resent Mm-hmm. Or you can quietly feel underappreciated or you can quietly ignore some things. But when you begin to speak, mm-hmm. it really brings them to the surface and so you can revisit. Yeah. Which brings me to the second thing, mm-hmm. little things. Language, little things. Yeah. If you want to have healthy culture in your relationship, it begins with intentionality, mm-hmm. determining what a healthy culture is. Yeah. Like like someone's listening, they go, we definitely are going to say my bad. Awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. We just have decided not to. It's no big deal. Yeah. That, that's not the 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 essence of yeah. the conversation. Be intentional yeah. about what you want your relationship to be like, mm-hmm. how you speak to and about one another, how, mm-hmm. how you have that durability to get through some seasons. Then use language that supports that mm-hmm. and, and police one another in language that doesn't support it. Mm-hmm. Even just yesterday, I, I said something, you're like, is that how you really want to say it? I'm like, yeah, no, not really. You're going to have to take another stab at that. That isn't the way I want to express myself. But then the the second piece is little things because we don't want to just be all talk. Imagine having a relationship that's all talk, no action. Mm-hmm. That's just, man, we sit and we talk about how good we're doing and then we talk about how bad things are and then we talk about the next thing, like, but we're not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been sometimes in public settings where there's a public speaker who just talks all about what they plan to talk about, and oh, wow. you know, or or a preacher <laughs> who gets up and goes, "Here at this church, we do this," and everyone in the room goes, "Well, not really." <laughs> like I attend this church, we're not doing that. Like you know us, we're all. Have you ever had that? The person is like, "Well, you know me, I'm all about this." And you're like, That's the least self aware thing ever. You know me, I'm always making jokes. I'm like, I have not laughed (laughs) in any conversation we've ever had together. So there needs to be little things that support the language, like the little things that go the extra mile. What are some little things that that you do with intentionality that help support the culture we're trying to have? So I think that some of the little things that we 
would say we have made a part of our mm. culture, the culture right. of our relationship, and then our family. Well, maybe let me just define little things. Okay. Non-essentials. Yeah. Like there are some essentials. That's not a little thing. Yeah. Being faithful to one another is not a little thing in a relationship. It's mm. actually the the essence of it's yeah. w- without fidelity. Yeah. There's a breakdown in the relationship. Sacrificing for one another is part of what a relationship is yeah. you know communication even all the all the things we've said sure nuanced ways that you use words is important but without communication you're not really yeah. relating to yeah, one another those, those are, are all essentials those are big things. little things are the gestures that go above and beyond mm-hmm. the the small acts that you could choose not to and it would still be essentially okay but yeah. by doing this i'm actually moving my, the culture forward like yeah. I make my turkey dinner mm-hmm. different than anyone else. The spices <laughs> I choose to use have their own flavor. We have a spicy turkey dinner. We do. And I love it. I think most of the food I make is with spice. Yeah, I love and, it. And, and I mean, certainly you do more cooking than I do, but the the dinners that I cook, yeah. man, we know there's some spices coming out and yeah. there's a flavor to it. Yeah. Is it essential? Is it still a turkey without those spices? Well, of course it is. Yeah. It's still gravy. It's just boring gravy, you yeah. know? But but <laughs> yeah. the little things yeah. add that flavor. So what are some of those little things? Uh, I think in the culture that we have aimed to set is, uh, I think like thoughtfulness would be mm. something like thinking of those around you being thoughtful of other people's feelings and even just being thoughtful about well trying to care for one another like oh i knew that they would need to do this so i just went and had and helped them like living in an environment where people are being thoughtful it it just feels nice to know other people are caring about you right you know in even being consistent in that like trying to be consistently like they know that mom will consistently be there in the morning mm. and then there's breakfast and then na 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 but i think yep. having that consistency i think it just brings reassurance so uh, for me like my schedule stays fairly consistent right. so that they know that there is kind of that consistent flow to their life even though they have things coming and going all the time there's that consistency. So I think consistency, thoughtfulness, thoughtful mm-hmm. gestures, you know, just trying to think about the people around you. Those would be two. Yeah, I think helping mm-hmm. without having to be asked yeah. is a little thing yeah, but that supports the type of culture any relationship so would want to have. When someone helps and you didn't even have to like ask for it. Right. Such a now, nice feeling. They might not be aware. They yeah. might not notice. It, it, it's possible to, to quietly go, I can't believe that person's not helping. And I, I had no idea yeah, it would I mean, be helpful. It's also nice when you ask for help and the person's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And they answer with like, sure. Right. And That's a little happy. thing I work really hard at doing. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, some of the things over the years that you've asked me to do, it's mm-hmm. like, Yep, that's a chore that I can embrace. And you would never see it coming. Like, you would never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could never predict that we'd have some weird bug problem. Totally. <laughs> um, could you so I think me, as a, a norm, mm-hmm. when you ask for something, I'm like, that sounds like the most amazing yeah. task I could ever do. Now, is <laughs> that a language so piece? Nice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it's really, it's a little thing. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So I might as well do it with a good attitude. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank you that you didn't go like, oh, fine, another thing. And, you know, it, grumble when someone's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's like a pleasantness to like communicating with people. Right. I think that 
I mean, that's a little thing that feels huge, but right. it is a little thing, but it, like, it changes the dynamic. So. Okay, here's a little thing, mm-hmm. remembering stuff. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. It doesn't always come natural. Yeah. Uh, to, to feel like, you did mention that, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take note of it myself yeah. and not force you to remind me that same thing. Yeah. Now, if we were aspiring to do this, we still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a little thing that we have not yet mastered. There is still the need to be reminded mm-hmm. of certain things. Yeah. But when the other person remembers yeah. and implements and activates and puts it into practice, that's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Now there should be gentleness to remind yeah. with, without tone. Yeah. But Remembering is great. It is. One, one of the gestures I try to do is right now, anytime I'm ever traveling, mm-hmm. which, you know, a few times in a month, yeah. I'm out of the city for some reason or another, mm-hmm. is I've made it a ritual this year that I think I brought you a rose every single time. Mm-hmm. And there's one time where the store that I stopped to, <laughs> to pick up a rose at the airport, yeah. I'm like, look, these are not expensive roses. These are not the nicest flowers ever. You don't need another flower, but I want you to know. Yeah. That there's an excitement when I return home that yeah. I'm coming home to you. I'm coming for you. I'll, I will text you yeah. that I'm, I've arrived and then there's a rose coming. One day the store was closed. The next time I brought two. I'm yeah. like, I want to keep my street going. Right. <laughs> it's a little thing that I don't want to lose momentum mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Because I want you to know I'm thinking about you. And I think just all the little things add up to be huge things. And mm. that's why they matter, you know, and you can't say like, oh, it was just a little thing anyway. Like being being flexible with mm. like things changing and shifting and it's something I am having to learn to be better and better and better at with teenagers. When kids are young, it's pretty easy for things to be consistent because right. there's not really a lot of variables. You kind of control the comings and goings, right. but then teenagers, it's like every day there's just unpredictable circumstances that pop up and right. learning to be more and more flexible and and what to roll with and what's like, oh, no, we're not going to roll with that one. <laughs> right. So. Here's a little thing that I think goes a long way mm-hmm. is giving weight to the words of your spouse mm-hmm. or the person that you love. That when they say something, you, you take them at their yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, their compliment actually yeah. overwhelms your insecurity mm-hmm. that their perspective is something you stop and give weight to mm-hmm. instead of just kind of rushing with your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so easy yeah. to give weight to a stranger mm-hmm. or a hater or someone who doesn't have your best interests in mind, doesn't know you anyway, or yeah. to give weight to a pop culture item or a news headline yeah. and go, well, I read it in the news or I heard it on, on, yeah. you know, a podcast or whatever. And so it has the highest priority yeah. and to mute the voice of your, your spouse. I think yeah. the greatest weight ought to be given to the person nearest you. Now they might be wrong. Mm-hmm. There's been times where you're wrong. Your your opinion's not correct. There's been times where my perspective isn't the one we end up landing on. Mm-hmm. But when you give weight to it, when I give weight to it, it's a little thing that, that goes a long way. Yeah, it's true. I think the other one that really stands out to me is knowing where your spouse is weak mm-hmm. and and going like, I don't need to coach you through everything. You're just not good at this. I'll just take care of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because yeah. I am good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to to bring your 
best strength to the equation mm -hmm. and not expect your spouse to be you. Yeah. I think is a great thing. I have way more energy than you have. Yeah. Now, now if I was to force you, like you got to keep up, mm -hmm. it would be... I, I guess something maybe you could develop a little more. Maybe I could slow down a little bit more. But I've looked at it this way. I've got this extra energy. I'll use it to serve things that you're not that great at. Yeah. You know, and there's things that, that you are so much more attentive to. And instead of being like, well, I noticed them, so you should too. You're like, I'll just take care of it. Yeah. Why would I... Why would I make us both be equal on everything? Yeah. Two are better than one, meaning yeah. your strengths actually supplement some of my weaknesses mm -hmm. and vice versa. Hey, I'm getting better at some things mm -hmm. by extension of us being together, but there's some things I'm never going to be great at. Yeah. But it's okay because you're taking care of it, yeah. you know? And I think with that comes the like, you feel accepted as being yourself, mm. not like always having to change and grow and... Mm. I mean, it's good to change and grow. That's yes. good. But yeah, it yeah. also is good to feel like you're loved for just who you are. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, completely accepted. Mm -hmm. uh, often when I do uh, marriage ceremonies, mm -hmm. uh, a part that's included in the vows is like, do you knowing this person's love for you and returning it, mm -hmm. recognizing their weaknesses and helping them overcome them yeah. and their strengths and learning from them. Yeah. Pledge your faithfulness today. Yeah. In, you know. <laughs> You got that memorized. Oh, I got it pretty, pretty <laughs> locked in. But it's like there, there are some things you're weak at mm -hmm. that, babe, you can stay weak at the rest of our lives because I got more than enough strength in that area. Yeah. There's other things that you're weak at that I'm going to slowly try to help you along with. Mm -hmm. And I have felt the same from you. It's a little thing mm -hmm. that goes a long way. Yeah. You, you don't see me as a, you know, a, a a project to be fixed no. but you be you yeah and i'll be me like yeah. if you bring your strength i'll bring my strength yeah. it's a little thing that goes a long way i think it's yeah it's a big a big thing it's a little thing but it feels so big all these little things feel like big important things mm -hmm. yeah all for the sake of a culture yeah when you have culture in place yeah you can get through some bad stuff yeah you can have some hard times yeah you can have some stresses mm -hmm. and and when you're under stress or you're under pressure mm -hmm. guess what comes to the surface your culture yeah you you have like a sustained level of strength based on how much you've invested into your culture your culture yeah. is kind of it's built for times of war yeah. you, you put in work now so that there are times later yeah. where you need to take a withdrawal but yeah. unless you've made deposits there's nothing to withdraw from and you start living indebted yeah so be intentional yes communicate in keeping with your intentions. Yeah. And then do little things to back up the things you're communicating mm -hmm. with action. So yeah. strategy followed by a communications plan followed mm -hmm. by like implementable steps. The one last thing I would say that, mm -hmm. that where little things play in is from time to time you or I might become aware of something. We're like, hey, let's not do that anymore. Let's not let this be our normal anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's generally a series of little things mm -hmm. that got us there. Yeah. And usually the solution is a series of little things that get us out of there. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we've become tolerant of a schedule that doesn't include a date night. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. Well, some budget constraints, some time constraints, some lockdowns, some different things. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if we're going to change that, how do we change that quickly and begin to put some work 
into the little steps it would take to get back to where we want to be. Because yeah. I, I don't want to, in our 40s now, say, well, we are what we are. Yeah. We're doing so much better than we did in our 30s, which was way better than our 20s. That's and right. man, our 20s just eclipsed our teens. Yeah. We've been through a lot of decades here. but. Yeah. We, ha- we should be able to expect that our culture is going to become more and more refined and more yeah. and more robust as yeah. times goes forward. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, babe, I like that conversation. Mm-hmm. In a couple of days, we are off to preach at a marriage conference. We are. I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to let you know right now, just a little thing. Mm-hmm. When we get back to the airport, even though we're together, mm-hmm. there's a rose with your uh, name on it, okay? Uh, I love the you. Roses. Everyone love listening, you. thanks so much for taking time to listen. Share with somebody. I want to encourage you wherever you're at today. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy with where your culture is, it doesn't have to stay that way. Right. Make a plan. That's right. Start speaking into that plan and then doing the things that support the plan you've put in place. Mm-hmm. You can bring a change to the the culture that you presently have. Yeah. You can have a relationship that you've always dreamed for. We would love to be encouraging to that end. If there's mm-hmm. any way we can help you, please reach out yeah. on our Instagram, which is Justin and Jennifer Reimer. We'd love to respond to you. And wherever you're listening to this, like it, subscribe to it, share it if you can. And I will say this as well. Our church, Vivid Church, just released a new song called Bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's probably available on the very platform you're listening to this on right now. So I want to encourage you, go find that, download it, share it with somebody. We love you so much. Yeah, we love you. We'll talk next month. Thank you for listening to Rhythm in Relationship. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. You can connect with Justin and Jennifer by following them on Instagram at Justin and Jennifer Reimer. DM a relationship question and they'll respond and just might feature it on a future episode. If you're looking for more inspiring content, follow Vivid Church on YouTube or Instagram.